Hi everyone, it's Melissa with Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. Today I wanted to talk to you because the topic came up with a client that I had and this topic has come up for me many times before too, even in my own life with my own son. And the topic is how to talk to your children or how to connect with your children. I feel like a lot of parents these days, if you're like me, we feel frustrated and we do what our parents did and it doesn't seem to work. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but our children are not the same as we were when we were that age. You know, there's a whole new generation of people and they are used to having phones and technology and I don't know, it's just a totally different way of growing up. And so the parenting styles that our parents used, at least my parents used, and that we were used to, just don't really work with them anymore. You know, that whole do it because I said so and yelling at them, and that doesn't really work with this generation of children. That doesn't mean that you can't still parent your children, and it doesn't mean that you can't discipline them. It just means that it's a different way of dealing with them because just telling them do it because that's not acceptable anymore. These kids are so smart and they, yeah, I know you're like, they're smart. They stick tied, they eat Tide Pods. Yeah. Well, no, they really are a really smart group of kids and they're very compassionate and you can tell that they're really leaders in our world today. If you look at the Parkland shooter victims, how they kind of rallied and they led the fight for gun control. I mean, there are a lot of really smart and empathetic kids who are leading the way. And so it's not going to be the same dealing with them as it was dealing with our generation. And that's not to say that our generation wasn't smart and we weren't empathetic, but I don't know, there's just something different, I think, about this generation of kids. And um, the client that I had today, you know, I got that she was having a hard time communicating with her son and really understanding him, probably vice versa, too. I'm sure her son probably had a hard time understanding her. And I totally sympathized with her because my son and I had the same issue and probably about a year ago, we were really struggling with this. You know, we butted heads all the time because I tried to micromanage everything my son did and think that, you know, he wasn't responsible enough to take care of himself, to do the things he needed to do. You know, I always stayed on top of their grades, but when he got to high school, I kind of backed off a little. And I thought, you know, this is your responsibility now, and... I let go a little just to see what he would do, and he started, of course, to waver in his grades, and so I immediately jumped right back on it and tried to micromanage everything, checking his grades every other day and texting him when he had a missing grade. And here, you know, I think that I'm being the good parent because I'm trying to stay on top of his grades, and what I was really doing was frustrating him to the point of, like, I don't think he seriously hated me, but he was very, very frustrated with me and didn't want to have anything to do with me. And that wasn't the result that I wanted. And also, I wasn't really teaching him anything by constantly henpecking him about his grades and saying, look, you've got to be on top of this. 
I'm just telling him what he needs to do. And I'm not actually allowing for him to come up with his own solutions. And that's part of the problem is he doesn't need me to tell him what to do. He needs me to help him figure out on his own what he needs to do. And really, the message that I was given when I was working with this client today, and it's a message that I think a lot of parents need to hear, is that all our children really want from us is to be loved and to know they're loved and to be heard and understood. That's what they really need. They need to feel loved and they need to feel heard and understood and everything else will fall into place. So instead of trying to micromanage your child and staying on top of the grades and yelling and instead of doing that, try taking a different approach. Try sitting down with your child and involving them in the conversation and saying, what do you think needs to happen in order for your grades to maintain this level? Or what do you think you could do in order to have better study habits? Don't tell your child. You know, there's that's a big difference between you saying, you need to study better, you need to study more, or sitting down and saying, Gosh, it seems like you're having a difficult time. What do you think you could do to make that better? Because you see the difference in the tone. In the first one, it's you're not even trying to understand your child, at least from their eyes. You know that you want to understand them and that you care for them and you want the very best. But your child has no clue because that's not what they hear. That's not what my son heard. My son heard it totally differently. When we sat down and talked about it, you know, he said, Mom, you're always texting me and you're always mad at me when you text me. And I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, what are you talking about? I just texted you and said, do you know you have a missing assignment? But then when I thought about that, I thought, you know, you can't read someone's tone in a text message. So me texting that, I'm sure when he read it, he heard, did you know you had a missing assignment? You know, he heard it that way. Even though that's not how I sent it, that's not how I meant it, you cannot read someone's tone in a text. That has caused so many problems in my life. Even in relationships, I have had misunderstandings over tone and text, which is really silly when you think about it. I mean, it's such a simple thing that gets so misconstrued, but here my son thinks that I'm mad, and I wasn't, and probably thinks I'm picking on him, and I wasn't. And then I thought about it. I thought, yeah, you know, I, I can see why you thought that now. So I had to totally change the way. If I did text him at all about his grades, which I kind of try not to do. I try to just remind myself that I need to talk to him about it later because it's really better to have that conversation face-to-face. But if I was going to text about something because I wanted him to be able to ask his teacher about it that day, you know, I would rephrase that and uh, just say something like, hey, have you checked your history grade lately, you know? Um, And then, like, smiley face emojis. And as silly as that seems, that totally makes him understand that I'm not yelling, I'm not mad, I'm just trying to get him to take the initiative and look at his grade. And it's not me telling him, you have to do this, you have to do this, but trying to suggest that he take a more active role in looking at his grade. But in that other example, you could tell, like, the first 
example, me saying, did you check your grade or did you do your homework? It sounds really angry. But when you approach it from, hey, it seems like you're struggling. What do you think we could do or what do you think you could do to change that? Then it sounds like, number one, that you are sympathizing with your child. You're understanding that they're struggling and it's not blaming them. But hearing that, hey, I noticed that you have a problem and I understand that's frustrating. So they're being heard and being understood. And then you're asking them to be a part of the solution, which is teaching them how to solve their own problems. Because so much of the time, we just expect that we're going to just suddenly have this skill in our students that are le- it's learned and that they're just going to develop the skill of problem solving when we don't give them the opportunity to problem solve. And I even see that in my classroom. I mean, there are teachers who, when the students struggle, they just give them the answer. And that's not teaching them any skills that they can use to help solve their own problems. To me, and I tell my students this, it's okay if you struggle. Struggle's good because from struggle, that's when we learn how to get through the struggle. And that's where the problem-solving skills come in. I'll let them sit there and struggle a little bit and try to come up with the answer because they need to know how to get to the answer if it doesn't come to them right away. And our kids are the same way. We can't expect them to go out into life and be able to get by if we're doing everything for them. If we're solving all of their problems, really we're not solving anything for them because they haven't learned anything. So try making them part of the solution when their behavior is just not what it should be in your eyes. Sit down with them and say, hey, what's going on? You know, I noticed that you're not following the rules lately. You're getting home late or you're... you're um, You're not doing your chores or I don't know, whatever your rules are. What's going on with you? Is something going on? And how can we fix that? What do you think we should do? What do you think you should do? And let them be a part of the whole problem solving and take responsibility for their actions because you're making them accountable. And I'm sitting here telling you this as a parent who has failed to do this many times and has had to learn from my mistakes. So I am not sitting here telling you this as a perfect parent who's like, yeah, I did all this right, and now you guys figure it out, so I'm going to tell you because I'm perfect. Yeah, no. No. I'll be the first person to admit half the time I feel like I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to parenting, and it probably shows They didn't come with an instruction manual, and wouldn't that have been great if they did? Why is it that you can buy a car and they'll give you a thousand-page instruction manual for every single part on that car, yet you have a child and they send you home with a look that says, God help them, and that's it. There's nothing. Everyone in the world wants to try to give you advice, but there's no manual for what do you do when this happens, and it has to be right for you anyway. You can't follow the exact same advice as your parents or anyone else because your kid is not the same. Every child is different. And honestly, you may even have to parent different children in your family differently. My son and my daughter are two totally different kids, personality-wise. 
And the way that I parent my daughter didn't work for the way that I would parent my son. It didn't work for him. Had to come up with a new way. But for my daughter, she's like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. No problem with it. So it's interesting because it has to be, I think, very individualized for each child. You know what your kids need. You know the type of personality they are. And if your children are anything like mine, mine are highly sensitive. And if they are, you've got even more to deal with because I know that my son has dealt with depression in the past and I'm positive the reason he's dealing with depression is because he's feeling and taking on the emotions of the world around him. It's overwhelming to him sometimes and I mean, who can blame him? I totally get it. I'm an adult and it's overwhelming to me sometimes. When you turn on the news and you see that there's another school shooting or that the president has done something else that's embarrassing today or who knows? There's so many things. It's upsetting. And someone who is highly sensitive could easily take on all those emotions. So it's really important, especially if you have a child who is sensitive, who seems to be overwhelmed by life, maybe experiencing a little bit of depression, which is totally normal, especially in today's day and age. Do you know that anxiety and depression have increased significantly in teenagers? And I think a lot of it has to do with having social media because we constantly now have to keep up with the Joneses on social media. We have to have people like our post. What if people don't like my post? What if they comment something mean? What if I get bullied? Oh, there's so much more to worry about today than there were than there was when we were kids. Our biggest worry was we had to get back inside by the time the street light came on. And that was it. <laughs> it's like, okay, our worry is, is our uh, grandma going to give us a dollar so we can go buy penny candy? I mean, we had none of the worry that they have today. And it's no wonder they feel overwhelmed. It's no wonder they have anxiety and depression. But there are things we can do to help them with that. Teaching your children to meditate is an amazing gift you can give them because it helps them to ground themselves, take some time out, and to block out all of those emotions that they're feeling. You can tell them to have them visualize Archangel Michael coming to them, surrounding them in his light, he comes as a royal blue color or even purple. Have them envision Archangel Michael surrounding them from head to toe in his light, almost acting like bubble wrap, shielding them and protecting them from any of that stimulus that's too much and is overwhelming to them. Just have them block that out. You can have them do tapping exercises. Just telling them, look, I understand what you're going through. I know that you're feeling overwhelmed and there's something we can do about it. I can help. Because the message that I got today was that all kids just need to be loved and all kids just need to be understood. 
And even if we can laugh about it and say, I don't understand my teenager, they're like an alien. You know, I, I laughed about that today with my client. I said, I, you know, I don't understand my son sometimes. We're in a totally different uh, wavelength. We don't always see eye to eye. We butt heads. And she said, yes, I get that. You know, that's, I'm going through that too. Totally understood that. But, you know, if I try, I don't always understand him, but if I try to at least make him feel like I'm trying to understand him, that I'm hearing him, that I'm listening. His attitude totally changes. When I try to talk to him as a mother figure and telling him, you have to do this, it's a totally different reaction. I get anger from him. He gets the attitude and the smart mouth. You know, typical teenage stuff. But when I change the way that I talk to him and the way that I deal with him, instead of saying, you have to, saying, well, what do you think we should do? What's the solution? It totally changes his response. He stops. He's a very thoughtful child. And he takes the time to actually think about that and... Then he just starts talking and it's like the floodgates opened up. He just wants to tell me all about his day and everything that happened. And that's all they want. They want to know they can talk to us. And don't you want your kids to be able to feel like they can come to you and to talk to you? That's what we want. So you can still be their parent and still guide them without the authoritarian attitude. We don't have to be the king or queen of the house. We can guide them. Yes, they're going to make mistakes. And yes, we do have to punish them for those mistakes. However, allow them to see the mistake. Allow them to help you figure out how you're going to fix and correct that mistake. Allowing them to have a say in what the punishment could be. Well, do you think a week without your phone would teach you a lesson? A week without your car? Just having them involved in the discussion. They're not going to try to pull the wool over your eyes and say, Oh, I think that I should, you know, um, I should not have my phone for five minutes. They're not going to say something like that. They know they're in trouble. But in helping them see what they did that was wrong and in helping them find the punishment, you're making them a part of the process. And in doing so, I think that they really realize how they messed up and not to do it. When they see they've disappointed you, well, that hurts even worse. And they know it. They don't want to do that to you again. So watch how you talk to your children. Make sure that you tell them every day that you love them and show them every day that you love them. Make sure that when you talk to them, you're talking and listening. Not talking down to them, not yelling at them, but listening and understanding them so they know you sympathize. 
Yes, I understand what you're going through. Yes, it sounds like you're frustrated. I understand. I would be frustrated too. Tell me more about it. Engage them in conversation. How should we solve that problem? What do you think we should do? Let them be part of the solution. I hope that this was helpful for you. I know this is something that really took me a long time to figure out, and I wish that I had been smarter about this early on. I really do. I could have saved myself a lot of headache. But I am assuming that this was a major lesson that I had to learn. I hope that I learned it. I hope that you will too, and I hope that your children are healthy and happy, and that if they are suffering from any kind of depression, and I hope they're not, know that that's normal. It's normal. Just help them. Be there for them. Teach them how to meditate. Teach them how to do tapping exercises. Have them do the cord cutting meditation. Pray for them. That's one thing we can do all the time is pray that their angels are there for them and their guides are there for them. They're going to be okay. They're going to get through it and you're going to get through it and someday you're going to look back at this and think, my gosh, I can't believe they're adults and they're grown up and I was so worried about them as teenagers and now look at them. They're awesome people. Cherish the time that you have with them. Love them and be understanding to them. You will never regret doing that. I hope that you have an awesome day that is filled with so much love and light. If you are interested in Reiki, or if you're interested in Reiki for your child, that's another solution to depression. You could have your child do Reiki. I specialize in helping children, so if you are interested, hop on my website. The address is in the um, description. And I would be happy to help you and to work with you. I even have packages if you're interested in doing more than one session. So go on over to my website and check it out. I am sending you so much love and peace. Have a fabulous day. I will talk to you again soon.